Welcome everyone back to Config Call In. This is your host, Lack of Lepers. Happy to be back. Happy to be back into the space. I feel like I've been away for a little while. We didn't have the show last week. I had a nice little cold. You can still hear it a little bit, I'm sure. But decided not to memorialize my snivelly, snotty voice in a podcast last week. Although, the register was dipped down a few semitones at the least into a nice baritone that would have done pretty well. Anyways, we're back this week. Uh, it's nice to just kind of focus on the world of containment fiction. A lot going on out there. And uh, sometimes it's just nice just to tune it all out and see what we could talk about amongst ourselves. I want to thank the individual who is here, Jane Bond, my man. Nice to see you. Thanks for being here. And I want to remind people that we are live. Uh, we have a live phone number in case you cannot join us on the Discord. And I should probably start tweeting this out. So I'm going to do that real quick. Just in case anyone out there wants to join us. But that number is 316 444 3115 and it will be live for as long as we are let's see if i can remember how to tweet hmm we are live for config call in join the convo at 316-444-3115 okay That'll do. Just a few hashtags sprinkled on top here. I think we'll be good. All right. That's that. Tweet was sent. We're all good. So um, unless anyone has any pressing issues, we'll sort of default to, uh, well, our default, which is recaps. We're going to have plenty of material to go through basically any and all times when it comes to this subject. And we were last time together going through some of the December 2021 recaps and there's just a wee bit of material left from that and we'll try to get through it today in the absence of any other topics and then we'll be moving on because the January 2022 recaps are out and those uh, I've read through a little bit of that not too much but those already seem to be pretty entertaining. Uh, certainly some interesting things to say. I started notes on those, so if we do get through the remainder of December today um, and have some time left, maybe we'll just preview that just a little bit. All right, but I uh, do want to uh, bring us back just to the tail end of this. Um, this topic from the December 2021 recaps is titled uh, International Ambassadors on O5 Command. And this was really a result of the ES incident, which we recall. Uh, basically, during that incident, different cultures had different opinions about something like, uh, you know, pride flag colors and decided that they would like to voice their concerns, maybe, about the situation on O5. And we saw, I believe, in a previous episode that the international ambassadors on O5 Command, that is to say, members of staff uh, who are international ambassadors, 
and also people from other branches of the SCP Wiki were in the past given the opportunity and the authority permissions to post things on O5 when necessary. And the reason for this, and Harmony was attesting to this at some point because uh, during her stay at SCP, she was an international ambassador as well, that the uh, different staff members from different branches were given those permissions in order to sort of streamline some of the topics and debates so that we didn't have to get proxy people talking for those individuals from other branches. Uh, the conversation could be uh, facilitated a little better just by straight communication. And that changed when some of the international community once again spoke out during this ES incident. And so instead of honoring this age-old invitation and permission for different uh, individuals from different branches to speak freely on 05, that was called into question. And in fact, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was sort of um, voiced against in many ways officially. And this is just a little portion of this discussion. The recap states that Minnie Meets, who's an administrator at the SCP Wiki, notes that there are several members of O5 who appear to be almost entirely based out of other branches and wants to know why they are members. He states, I'm only removing EN staff who I'm 100% sure have retired, quit, or been removed. I will follow up on the non-EN staff people at a later date after I get info. So despite being an administrator, Mini Meets doesn't understand why it was that people from other branches have permissions on O5. This is a little bit startling for someone who is an administrator at the SCP Wiki, uh, very demonstrably ignorant of the history and why that was in place. Another staff member, the Pighead, opines the following. I think it was from the time before International as we know now was properly established. If I remember correctly, I think it was 2013 to 2014. There were staff members of various branches who were added to O5 to facilitate communication. Whiteguard then notes, Whiteguard is a moderator by now I believe, and certainly uh, I applaud that individual. I think he does a fine job. Whiteguard notes that these users are members of the INT ambassador team and says, we used to let, as far as I know, we still can, but just don't, ambassadors to have the ability to post on O5. So it's just a little odd to uh, note that Mini Meets, whose administrator um, may have been living under a rock um, because this once again was discussed quite heavily in the ES incident. This next topic, interesting, uh, in December 2021, is called Staff Chat Casual Channels. And the summary of this recap is that a user is concerned about the casual channels in staff chat and staff discuss the urgency of the matter. So here's a question. Is SCP staff a body of work or is it a social club? Now that might be a false distinction in that maybe it's both or maybe truly it's neither. But we see signatures such as this that seem to insinuate there's a little more on the table than just the stated purpose of doing things for the wiki in an official capacity. And this long has been the case. It really, once again, ostensibly argues for the fact that 
the SCP staff, the SCP Wiki staff particularly, is something of a social club. It's something that people are invited into that you certainly have to meet set requirements for, but that we'll see soon in the January 2022 recaps. Those are not necessarily uh, based on ability or merit. Uh, more than anything, they seem to be based on uh, political affiliation and how similar your views and stated opinions of political matters are to the existing staff. But we see that staff have these casual chats. And so the question is, why can't staff have casual chats just in non-staff designated spaces? What is this casual chat about such that it needs to be set apart wholly from the casual discussion and chat of just the everyday user? And so I don't think there's a very good answer for this. I would be interested in other people's opinions, of, of course. But it seems as though this is really a separation, a willful separation for its own sake. And essentially the staff elevating themselves to non-peer status. And interestingly enough, this was once again addressed in recent months where I think it's Rounder House who put something up on 05 uh, of this nature. Let me try to pull that up real quick just to make sure I'm right. But basically, Rounder House points out uh, something that a lot of us actually have been saying for a very, very long time, which is that this penchant, this habitual drive for the individuals on the SCP Wiki staff to further differentiate themselves in title, position, authority, um, you know, being subject to uh, disciplinary matters, enforcement of disciplinary matters. Uh, getting away with things, uh, even statements that other people would not be allowed to make. Uh, this has really long been something that a lot of us have been very, very particularly observant of when it comes to how the SCP Wiki has decided to operate in recent years. And it was really part and parcel of an argument that uh, I, at least I made in 2019 as part of this uh, author page, Anti-Manifesto. Um, it's interesting to see a very, very similar approach and very similar criticisms and angles of critique taken by someone like Rounder House um, and it be taken seriously when back in the day it was not. And here's the O5 command discussion I was mentioning. This is a discussion called Culling Staff Chat Casual Chats. Now this is in February of 2022, so we would expect to see a little more discussion perhaps on this when it comes to the January 2022 recaps or maybe even the February. But this is a proposal, says Rounder House in the post, to consolidate multiple redundant casual chats in staff into this one channel. And the purpose of this, as this individual goes on and looks at, uh, is to break down the social hierarchy that, once again, the SCP staff has long since set up for themselves without much uh, critical thought as to why they're doing it and certainly accepting it on the face value of being something that sets them socially apart. Uh, good day, Dr. Krim. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to be here for a little bit because I'm going to in an hour, so. All right, no problem. Well, we're just happy happy to have you here and uh, jump on in when you, when you like and when you hear something interesting. 
But I want to read a little bit of this from Rounder House. He says, hierarchical causal chats, sorry, hierarchical casual chats create a click culture where everyone wants to be, quote unquote, in the club. And the clubs are gated in part by promotions and in part by some accidental social engineering. Yeah, okay. Well, um, that's really the gist of it. You know, this is something, once again, that a lot of us have been saying for a very long time. And it's astounding, really, to see that it took this long and it took someone of this stature and a post of this amount of explanation and officiality for this very, very simple observation, in fact, to be communicated to the rest of the staff and for them to be in a position to give themselves permission to accept it. It's almost as if uh, someone else saying these same words would be laughed at, uh, ridiculed, mocked, um, laughed out of town, which once again, I certainly, I certainly sort of empathize with. Um, and then Rounder House goes on to say, when a hierarchical click is prioritized in a team structure, then loyalty to that click matters most. Promotions become paradoxically near impossible to achieve and absolutely vital to achieve because it's not work that gets you anywhere. It's social climbing, whether by blending in with the wallpaper or by making yourself impossible to ignore. We're all a little guilty of this. And of course, he's uh, displaying a remarkable amount of honesty and insight, something that we don't typically see from from uh, 05, uh, from the staff chat, uh, sorry, from the SAP Wiki staff. And so in that sense, once again, Rounder House continues his impressive display of participation, I think, in the staff. Once again, um, happy to see him work here. I think he does a very good job. But I do think that a deeper point is here. This is something that a lot of people have been saying, and it's not just me. Um, certainly, I said this in 2019 uh, to great aplomb and to uh, most everyone who heard it, particularly on the staff, um, really mocking it as if it was not correct. But more importantly, this has been stated very clearly by everyone else since then in the 2021 town halls. That was really one of the major theses, the major uh, theses stapled to the to the door of the staff was uh, this hierarchical sort of click culture and the effects of that, which once again ranged anywhere from uh, disciplinary immunity to um, abuse, outright abuse of other individuals, such as the Serastes incident. So uh, it's a good thing, uh, obviously, that Rounder House is uh, saying this and doing such a good job of stating it and stating it so publicly in such a place where individuals, of course, are going to agree. Uh, once, once this uh, social barricade uh, that had previously been sort of surrounded by uh, in, in sort of an abscess-like fashion where people didn't want to recognize that this is something they were encouraging and participating in, of course, subliminally and uh, not necessarily subconsciously, but just uh, little enough of consciousness to excuse their continuation in participation of this. Once this has been stated out in the open like this, of course, everyone is going to run and fill it with uh, with assent and agreeing with it completely because once they're essentially being called out and uh, you'd have to be uh, politically suicidal at this point uh, once it's gotten to 05 to then react the way that the staff has 
definitely reacted to it in the past when it hasn't been on their front doorstep and when it's been in the words of someone else. And just on that note, an interesting thing to, to notice is that only someone like Rounder House in the small, sick, sad, small little world of SCP Wiki could actually do this and first of all, get away with it. And second of all, it mean anything at all. And we might want to ask why that is. Uh, the greater user base spoke up in this fashion and we've seen numerous times, not only in this podcast, but also on my blog, uh, in the, of course, the very lengthy posts that I make there, uh, plenty of episodes and instances of staff not being faithful to the promises that they made in the town halls, having to repeatedly go back to those lessons and admit that nothing really uh, meaningful or actionable was done or resulted from that. And so this, the user base said it and it didn't cause any effects. It didn't matter at that point. Of course, we could go back further like individuals uh, have been saying for a long time. And of course, those didn't have any effect either. So why now and why Rounder House? And the answer is actually just as damning of uh, an observation as this hierarchical click culture. And the answer is because only someone with enough social capital in that click culture can say something like this and it means something to the point of change. Rounder House obviously is prior to this point listed as someone who is a site icon someone who uh, was interviewed by White Guard, for example, in... Rounder House is a very important individual. <laughs> it's... Yeah, exactly. So it was almost as if he had to get that importance first before anything like this statement could be taken seriously by the remainder of the staff. And we see that a lot. DJ Cactus, uh, if anyone has been observing, has been doing this for the past half year or so becoming quite an activist for social matters on the SCP Wiki. And of course, uh, Rounder House and DJ Cactus are stating these things eloquently, but they're nothing that other people haven't said before and much, much sooner. Uh, and so it's once again, a system of uh, social engineering, as Rounder House might put it, although he says accidental social engineering, which is a cop out. It's completely hilarious that uh, this this would assumed to be be assumed to be accidental that's not true at all and just a little tip of the cards away from the chest on the part of rounder house and the greater scp wiki staff consciousness but you know rounder house dj cactus they essentially have to be icons to the site you have to have a large amount of social capital in the form of we could say upvotes for people to actually listen to you and so while it's nice that this is happening, and I think once again, the result of this discussion is that some of these casual staff chats will be done away with to discourage uh, the culture, not only the perception of outside people, but the indulgence of those people within this uh, SCP staff culture, uh, these will be taken away to discourage that culture from becoming uh, a bit too narcissistic and uh, interested in a social click mentality. But once again, this is really cutting the top of the plant off and not really addressing the roots. So um, what about the culture has created this to begin with? Is that being addressed here? 
And the answer is no. And it's clear enough, as we've already noted, uh, by the observation that only someone with within that severely important, as Dr. Krim stated, in that social click system, the larger social click system, of which the staff's self-aggrandizement is only one component of, is the individual making this statement. Only then is it something that people can take seriously and agree with. The hierarchy will always get richer and the, it's like, you know what they say, the, the, the richer get richer and the poorer get poorer. Yeah, and so if we're looking at this from a social capital standpoint, certainly something that we can uh, contextualize by this social click environment that Rounder House is discussing. This is really just uh, a deflection attempt by the staff to keep the community from being outraged in a lot of ways. So it's, um, it's almost as if, if the staff were these richer people, as Dr. Krim is stating, it's almost as though they're taking more, upon more taxes to themselves so they can be more like the average person but we all know that those taxes aren't Im implied or uh, uh, installed uh, with any possibility of that money not actually going right back into the pockets of those elites and so the same thing is really happening here because while they're trying to take away some of this social capital they're trying to shave off the edge of this social capital for themselves they're doing so in an attempt to look better to the user base. They're doing so in an attempt to try to get more of that same social capital by way of relating or being relatable to those individuals that they have artificially separated themselves away from as non-peers. And so there's supposed to be this, uh, there's this unspoken sentiment here where you're supposed to regard the removal of these casual staff chats as something, um, you know, uh, laudable, something, um, you know, very perhaps brave, uh, something very uh, virtuous. But the truth is that writing something, some wrong like that is not virtue. The virtue is not acting incorrectly to begin with, and the correction of it is just justice. So, um, you know, that's how I feel about it. I'm certainly happy to see this. Uh, and I imagine a lot of the user base is the same way. I'm happy that they're finally, after way too long, you know, years and years and years, becoming a little more self-aware of how it is that they view themselves and set themselves up sociologically uh, when it comes to the comparison to the average person that they really feed off of when it comes to uh, their self-importance, their sense of self-esteem. But that's not to say that we are uh, free from the problem that caused that to begin with. All right. So moving on to topics here, um, I want to just point this out. This is a topic that's kind of been recurrent in these recaps coming up. And this one is called Lady Katie's Wildlife Report, Volume 2. So this is the second of these. And I hope you're a fan of these because they keep going. Uh, it's actually the first topic in the January 2022 recaps. And uh, if you're wondering, is written by Harry Blank, apparently. But basically, this is um, some sort of synopsis of Lady Katie's description of wildlife around her uh, home, I guess. 
What this is doing in recap, I don't know. Um, and like I said, it actually just is increasing in its frequency and severity. So um, I think last time we talked a little bit about how these have been getting a little too cutesy. Um, oh, hello, Dr. Fern. Glad for you to be here. Thank you for joining us. And this, yes, yes, we said hello. Sleeping baby next to me, so the mic is off. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. Hope, hope you got headphones on too. I'm sure you do. But these these wildlife reports, um, you know, we've seen over time something emerge in the recap team and their work, which is this uh, self-referential humor. And this wildlife report certainly is part of that. And I think it's good, you know, initially at least it was because something like the October 2021 recaps was just so dense. It was just such a slog to get through that I certainly understand uh, and empathize with actually something like this where you can kind of lighten the mood a little bit, uh, just have a nice breath of fresh air. But when you start to take that into its own direction, when you don't, when you let it really upstage from the fact that you're trying to do something, you know, official here, you're trying to do some work in an official capacity. Uh, and once again, we can see this getting a little worse with the first topic of the January 2022 recap. Um, they're really sort of going a little too, um, too much in that direction. And it's a little microcosm of this whole social click that we've been talking about this episode where staff, they start to realize that they're on stage and the production of what they're doing on stage slowly gets compressed and pushed to the wings and the periphery of what's happening. And more and more of the content is about the staff addressing their awareness of their own selves on the stage. So in other words, this wildlife report, and certainly the one we see in the January 2022s, is you know staff um, really indulging themselves with respect to how entertaining and how funny they would like to be for the audience. The analogy I would give perhaps is if you're in a business meeting, you know, a well-placed joke, in a business meeting is a good thing, but if you are so uh, flattered and encouraged by the laughter from your from your joke in the business meeting, and suddenly decide that you're going to slowly shift your business presentations to enact more laughter from other people, uh, to the point that you're devoting a, a significant amount of time, uh, you know you may you may start to wonder whether or not this is appropriate for the situation. Are you really getting work done? Uh, are you more interested in being a comedian when you should be doing some work? I don't know. Uh, but that's certainly sort of a motif, a uh, vibe that I think we're starting to see with the recap team. And uh, it certainly has not gotten better by uh, the most recent one in January. There's another topic here interesting that's called the November Recap Review. And every recap will have a section, a topic like this, where they are talking and addressing the previous recap. 
um, obviously because they're talking about it the next month. And so I just want to bring out a few quotes from this just so that we have a better understanding of what these recaps really, really are. And uh, it's really hard to see on the screen, but let me read this highlighted portion for you. Lady Katie arrives and states, can confirm the recap team saw a single paragraph. This was in part to maintain accuracy's sake from their end. And Pentagon asks, we're, we were trying to do that? I was under the impression recap is an EN team meant to recap the things said in EN rather than an investigative fact-checking team uh, looking at things from the outside. I don't see why we would need the international uh, opinions on the accuracy of things that we say here. And so I just wanted to bring this out. Um, you know, the recaps are not factual. They're not supposed to be factual. They are biased by design. Uh, you're not supposed to be getting facts from a recap. You're getting the that side of the story's side of the story. Does that make sense? And so if you're looking at the recaps to be completely informed, which is sort of what they were designed to be, they're, they're designed to give people more insight into the processes going on behind the scenes. The same processes, by the way, that created this social click culture that without, we wouldn't have a need for the recaps in the first place. And so um, that goes back to the actual root issue not being addressed once again. But it's a mistake to consider the recaps as a scientific or factual insight into what has happened. You know, it's, it's filtered and distilled numerous times, probably three to four times. You know, it goes through the administrators, it goes through the moderators, it goes through, uh, of course, the whole recap team, and then it goes through a general filter of the remainder of the staff before it's actually posted. So we're getting that side of the story filtered four times before we get it and even in the ideology of the recaps we see here uh, gremlin group for example states the role of recap in this manner what's relevant here is the characterization you give to a piece of information most people in staff chat didn't have and here's the kicker recap is not primarily focused in reporting facts it reports what is said in staff chat and the information shared at the time even if it was a mischaracterization or incorrect. Ooh. So that is really the gist of this. Um, that's why we need something like this, a conversation like this, where um, where we are actually looking at the recaps and we're sort of reading in between the lines. We're not taking all of what is said as, as fact and we're connecting it with other observances in order to bring out the portions of these situations that the recap team is either not going to state or that is excluded because it's part of that side of the story. Dr. Fern says, well then, I'm not sure I'd want to read the recaps then. I want facts, a recap of the facts of the month's events, not the opinions on the events of the month. Yeah, and that's a great 
point to make. Uh, once again, the whole point of this was nominally to be uh, informative about facts that are going on. And it's really a tricky setup uh, because if you're on the recap team, I think they actually get it correct. I think their approach to this is actually right uh, in, a, in a very strange sort of way. Um, you know, they are essentially a surveillance team. You can think of them as a security camera that is recording what's happening essentially and summarizing that for everybody. And so, you know, security camera is meant to deter illegality and theft and things like this, you know, vandalism, what have you. Uh, it's not really there to judge what is happening as legal or not. And so that's really an analogy that I think hits home with this recap team. They're, they're actually correct. You know, Gremlin Group is, is fine. It sounds bad to say, oh, uh, these aren't facts, you know, but that's really what they're supposed to be doing. Now, having said that, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a limitation of what they can do. And so I think that because that is true, and once again, they'd be the first people to admit this. I mean, it's not really even an admission. It's just what they, uh, it's just what they do. Uh, what that does mean is that there should be and is a large demand for critical analysis of these things. Because if you're only going to get one side of the story, there's no way to know whether or not that is how biased that is, unless you compare that to another side. And so that's really what we do. That's what I do, okay, uh, in looking at this. Um, because on a bigger picture, you know, that's what we've seen. If you look at just the recaps um, interpretation of the ES event without really understanding other portions of it, you know, you're going to be at an informational deficit. And the same analogy is true for the entirety of the SCP wiki. You, know, you need somebody who's traveling parallel to the herd, observing from that angle over there, uh, giving some commentary and insight and analysis. Because if you don't have anybody, if you don't have a third person perspective, a third person camera option, there's going to be certain spatial unawarenesses that you have baked in that you're never going to be able to see. You, you have blind spots in that fashion. And so that's once again why we're here. That's why we do this. Uh, it's really the service, I suppose you could say, that we offer. And when I say we, I'm talking about the people here, of course, uh, but also something like the Society for Containment Fiction as well. Dr. Fern says, like, I'm really a reader, so I don't actually take part in the events and situations going on. So having a recap to catch up on what happened uh, would be very useful to me. And once again, I think that the recap does do that. You know, uh, we are better informed thanks to the recap process. And I certainly am thankful for it because it's, once again, highly entertaining for me personally to uh, read all this uh, because I do, and we all do, have a lot of counterbalancing information uh, that we can, we can sort of contrast what's happening here with. Well, thank you very much. Um, but it's absolutely necessary. I just wanted to bring that out because it's 100% necessary for us to, um, you know, be adding commentary to this because you're not getting the truth out of the recaps just by design. I'm going to take a two-minute break. I just got a page on my pager. I'm on call. So let me uh, make a phone call real quick, and I'll be right back. I'll hang out for maybe two minutes. I'm back. 
This is a live show, after all. You won't be able to tell in the recording for the podcast, obviously, the magic of editing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm actually, I'm actually double on call because I'm on call, which means that, you know, if any patient pages me, I got to answer it right away because the people that I take care of are, uh, are very, very, very ill. But my wife is, um, I think she's like two to three centimeters dilated right now. I mean, she could have a baby at, at any hour. I mean, so, um, I'm just trying to go about my day in a normal fashion. Um, but I might have to run. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like, oh, I mean, it's a weird feeling, man. It's a weird feeling, just the anticipation of it coming is, is crazy. But um, anyway, very excited about that. So, all right, uh, so moving on, let's see what else we can see from this router, from this uh, recap. And Rounder House is saying something here. Um, Rounder House compares it to earlier staff chat leaks, and Pedagon has more complicated complaints. Recap being used this way makes it more like state news propaganda and so that's why i think that recap has this correct is because as soon as they start editorializing the content uh, that is when it really loses its legitimacy and so um, you know recap once again is supposed to be this security camera it's an it's not supposed to interpret things it's not supposed to give you closed caption uh, ideologically on what's happening so um yeah, and, and in fact, recaps really, I think, probably, maybe in a subliminal way, maybe maybe slightly subconscious way, was staff's way to sort of front-run leaks. Uh, because, you know, particularly when these things got started, there were a lot of leaks going on. And so I wonder whether this was intentional or not. An interesting part of this puzzle and picture is that, essentially, by getting ahead of any potential leaks, um, you know, th this sort of cheapens any potential leak in that, okay, well, yeah, you just leaked a little bit of chat staff. That's great. But, you know, we get, we get pretty detailed reviews of these things these days. And so it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting strategical move. It almost nullifies it uh, in an interesting fashion. Of course, uh, once again, going back to the point that we just stated, uh, it's really not the whole story. You know, uh, in addition to recap, excluding things, uh, by way of filters, there are certainly statements made in the staff chat still where, you know, if those things were leaked, it would be a big problem. And I think part of that is, once again, some of the impetus behind why some of these casual chats were removed. Uh, it's a very smart thing to do because as long as you have those places, you are opening yourself up to a sort of political attack of having those conversations leaked and at some point the staff would need to sit back and ask if the artificial separation from just the everyday user is worth that political threat and risk and uh, it seems as though they've finally decided that the answer is no but uh, back to this quote pushing site propaganda is the site news job so if you aren't familiar with it um, the scp wiki has a site news hub i don't think they've updated it, it oh, in a while uh i haven't checked this myself in a bit yeah it looks like the most recent is august 2021 and um i actually did a blog post about the june 2021 which uh was just an absolute piece of propaganda 
uh, just an absolutely um, low info, low IQ account of uh, something like Pride Month, which could be so, it could be so, so much better approached and written. You know, something like Pride Month could have so much better justice done to it, but someone wrote this instead on the June 2021 site news, and it's just filled with um, real pedestrian rhetoric, uh, stuff that doesn't stand up to much thought. And that's a real shame because it reflects poorly on whatever cause you're trying to promote when you do something like that, when you write this poorly. And um, so this was part of what I mentioned in, in a blog post about that. But uh, I do plan to get to July and August just breaking down these, uh, these site news reports because they're very telling. They're, they're sort of once again like these recaps, but they're, um, as, as uh, Pentagon states here, uh, basically state news propaganda. Not all the time, but it's just important to know when that line has been crossed, that's the point of me doing that. All right. So something interesting happens in these November recaps, um, or the topic about the November recap. And so we have twin pillars here uh, of international relation, um, diplomacy, and uh, dedications to transparency. And we see in this discussion, these two pillars start to clash uh, because of a disagreement on how to represent the specifics of statements made by, in this case, the ES community and the international communities. And once again, this is only an issue because it has something to do with the LGBTQ uh, sub-demographic of SCP. Um, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an issue if it wasn't. But, um, you know, you have on the one hand, the whole premise is trying to respect other people's way of life. That's really what's behind the LGBTQ, um, you know, sentiment, which once again is healthy and that I agree with. Uh, what's behind that is taking other people's way of living and finding a way to accept it and, and respect it in a, in a way and tolerate it for sure. And then you get a clash of that when it comes to these other cultures which have differing opinions on this one um, artificial political group, you know, of LGBTQ+. And so we see these things sort of battle each other. They sort of spark and hit and collide. And, um, you know, depending upon who wins that, I think says a lot about your orientation, where you are um, in, that, in that bigger discussion. But... Um, and so we get to this, this moral crux and really brings everything down into a sort of microscope slide where to preserve diplomacy between, let's say, the SCP international branches in a dangerous situation, uh, do we uh, censor what is said? Do we editorialize in a fashion that we just said was not our purpose in order to preserve diplomacy between the branches in a situation like the ES incident or something like it. Um, so, you know, if it's the case, I think they, they do, if you look back, decide that, um, that there is a political and diplomatic reality here. And so I think that if we look at some of these selected quotes from this November recaps, the, the recap team, despite 
supposedly being there to verbatim report what is being said does decide, certainly in this case, to censor some things that people have said, to soften them, to euphemize them, and to remove them from the record strictly for the purpose of political diplomacy. So we see that the recap team, they have the right idea, but at the helm of individuals like uh, Lady Katie, who's one of the individuals who thinks that they should, um, they should really call some of the things that were say, uh, stated for the fact of uh, political diplomacy. We see that even the literalist interpretation of what the recap team does doesn't stand up. There is a certain point at which uh, it will stop being that security camera. It will cut off. In other words, uh, if, it, if it can save itself some uh, political turmoil, uh, some turmoil when it comes to the diplomacy between uh, the international branches. And so it's, it's really interesting to watch this because on the one hand, you have sort of these reaffirmations of what the recap team is. Uh, but on the other hand, you see where, and because of that reinforcement of what the recap team is, you see very clearly, more clearly, how it is that it's actually not living up to that also. And you furthermore see the motives behind when it doesn't live up to that. So in other words, we're seeing that fundamental premise of the recap give way when someone could potentially be upset. And in this case, the ES community or the international communities. And so if we understand that that, um, that mandate of recap is compressing to make room for political sensitivities, we can very easily understand and see why it is the case that they may and probably do uh, the same thing when it comes to what staff members could potentially say behind the scenes that would upset their own con constituency, their own community. So the vision of this recap, once again, uh, initially being created to bridge the gap of this social clique mentality between the staff and their protected spaces and their private spaces and what the user base is allowed to know. The very thing that those leaks were meant to confound, the very, the very reason why leaks were effective was because there was zero transparency, there was no honesty. There was a lot of dishonesty to be discovered. And th that's why the whole recap uh, enterprise and effort exists, is to dull the bite of something like that. And yet, we're seeing here the, essentially the acquiescence of this recap team to the greater political sensitivities once they finally butt heads. So the vision of this recap team is already being chipped away. We have in this an explicit call for obscurity. Uh, but once again, we've seen this employed for staff's own benefit in the recaps before. Uh, you cannot have political sensitivity as the most prioritized thing and transparency and something like honesty, um, you know, or fill in the blank. Uh, that can be um, fidelitous recaps, honest recaps, meaningful transparency, 
um, an actual good job of acting like a security camera. You, you either have one or the other. So I, I think it was reasonable for them to make this exception here. Sure. You know, it's easy for me, removed from the process, to, to look at it and say, okay, well, you made a compromise with what you literally just stated was your goal. Right here. Like two sentences earlier. But the point is, is that if they're going to do that in the context of having just reinforced their own purpose, and it's really essentially in a reaction to what a, a small, um, more extreme, more militant sect of their demographic did when it comes to the ES incident. Um, you know, there's not enough honesty. Uh, there's not enough transparency even with that, even if, even with it not being the majority opinion held by the by the rest of the staff, to come down on the side of protecting themselves. So, I think this is not a good thing. I, I think ultimately, I mean, it, it was a lose lose. Either you further, you know, irritate and inflame something like the ES community, or um, you. Be completely transparent. Um, I mean, if you're completely transparent, you know, and you apply the same criteria and credentials to your own community, uh, you know, you're, doubt, you're, uh, you're doubtlessly going to offend and upset somebody there too. Um, let's say if you speak some some ill words about somebody. So it's just interesting to see where these pressure points are. What happens when those pressure points? Uh, are pushed and what what uh, what happens what comes out the other side all right the next topic arc removal this is an ongoing discussion in fact I just recently made another blog post about arc removal uh, they talk about it again in January so uh, maybe we'll just uh, we'll just leave it for then but basically the bottom line is that the arc is gonna go the way of the arc, they're gonna arc arcs, if that makes sense. Uh, there's one interesting line in here that I uh, <laughs> that I highlighted that I wanted to read. I thought this was very interesting, uh, just a, a little ways into this topic of the recap. And it states the following. Bavarium states his feeling that the others are getting defensive over valid criticism. He reminds them that a part of being on the staff team is receiving criticism from other staff members. Dr. Bleep agrees. He states no one has done anything wrong and that he is just critiquing the other staff members. And I would just add one thing, which is when the sentence says that part of being on the staff is receiving criticism from other staff members, um, I think it's I think it's literal. If you're not a staff member and you criticize, you know, you might you might get a different reaction. Than, than them being appreciative of the critique. Okay. Last time we talked a lot about um, offsite links and copyrighted work, so we'll skip that for now. Uh, there is a topic here that's, oh my gosh, I mean, you know it's going to be pyrotechnical uh, just by the name of the topic Miners on Site and Staff. So, um, 
What's funny about this is they just talked about offsite links in the previous topic. This was, of course, a decision uh, and discussion that spawned from, you know, licensing issues. Um, and in this offsite link, um, basically there were links links to people's OnlyFans. And of course, if you know anything about OnlyFans, it's not really it's not necessarily like adult material. In fact, I think they recently just removed adult material from their platform. OnlyFans, uh, at least they said they might. But you know, a lot of OnlyFans is is that. So uh, apparently, there's a hypothetical discussion here about whether or not authors are allowed to link to their OnlyFans accounts, and um, they basically said that it's okay. Uh, you know, particularly let's say if it's on their author page or something. And then the very next topic, as if a situational comedy, you know, that someone else is writing pataphysically. The very next uh, topic on the recap is minors on the site and in the staff. And um, they don't come down very decisively on whether or not people can openly openly link to not safe works places on their like author page um, in one breath. And then in the next breath, they talk about what protections are, are present for minors on the site, like they're now interested in protecting them. So it's just a little strange. We can get a little bit clairvoyant here and note that um, people like Harry Blank were actually cited in a non-disciplinary fashion for putting links to adult um, content on their author pages. So uh, it seems as though this is something that they've come down on one side uh, in the past and maybe rediscussing. Um, but this discussion mainly is a, uh, is a separate one also about minors on the staff, where uh, do they allow minors to have access to the staff? Are they given promotions? Are they allowed on the staff? Um, and of course, a lot of this goes back to the age raise that happened in 2020 um, as a result of some scandals that happened with underage individuals. What else? Is there anything else that we can talk about? I kind of want to just zoom through this. Um, that might be it. Yeah, there's one other thing that happens, which is basically somebody makes a general uh, forum post talking about um, why this individual and others are not very happy with the English wiki branch and of course if you're not already guessing it this does have everything to do with the ES incident but the staff is discussing this um, and it's interesting to look at this if you want to look at it in your own time because we're about out of time here um, but it's funny to watch the staff talk about this forum post they basically uh, want to minimize attention to it uh, they don't want to respond to it very very much because they want to bring as little attention as possible to the fact that this individual is is criticizing this uh, the staff about um, at least some of them about their response. Um, so they try their hardest to tuck it away to a proper place. They talk about moving uh, moving the complaint away from the general forms and something uh, some somewhere else. Uh, they're worried about people dogpiling this uh, on both sides. Um, so it, it's just interesting to see uh, 
the sort of protection that is given to uh, top certain topics. Whereas if you post something like SCP Disc J that criticizes the staff, uh, separated from any ideology or any political ideology, just just criticizing staff for what they do. Um, you know, there was an 05 discussion about whether or not to just outright delete SCP Disc J for this for such a uh, such a crime. So it's interesting just to see that when someone wants to criticize, let's say, the staff uh, on on their merits of what they do, that is they, they try to delete that immediately. But if it's a discussion criticizing the staff about something that's more adjacent to a topic that is of a political nature, something like the uh, ES incident, um, they, they try to massage it a little more. They don't want to outright delete it. Maybe they can just move it over here where not many people are going to see it. <laughs> oh yeah, this is funny. So in the discussion, they, they talk very thoroughly about how you know, no one from staff should respond to this post in an inflammatory way. You know, we should be very careful here, very diplomatic here. And and then um, it's almost like if you remember the Leroy Jenkins meme from the internet, if you're as old as I am, where Leroy Jenkins is plagued PJP. He just runs in and he's, he just like, you can see it on the screen, he basically responds to the entirety of this person's complaint against the Ian staff and just says, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Fern, you're as old as me, you know. So Dr. Dr. PJ, sorry, Plague PJP, um, basically Leroy Jenkins his way into this uh, into this forum post and does exactly, um, basically at the exact same time, these people are saying that um, you shouldn't you shouldn't do something like this. We don't want to ir irritate people. We don't want to come off as like, you know, who we really are as a staff, which is that we don't we we have. We don't consider any opinion different from ours having any sort of merit whatsoever intellectually. We don't want to come off that way. And then here's Plague PJP, Leroy Jenkinsing his way into the discussion. He later goes back and edits that at the behest of the rest of the staff, who were probably a little mortified to see that he was doing exactly what they were telling everyone else not to do. I do want to shout out Vivarium, who in this um, incident really does a good job on coaching someone like Plague PJP and bringing them back from the precipice of gunfire uh, back into a more, um, you know, diplomatic stance that's befitting of staff. Uh, if you want to read this topic, the INT incident recap response, Vivarium, great job, does an excellent, excellent job here of... Um, of uh, correcting what plague, uh, what plague PJP did and sort of bringing them to the point of uh, recanting that and um, changing their attitude. <coughs> okay. So this goes on for a while here. Um, it's a pretty involved discussion. Um, but uh, we'll move on from that. Um, and then the very last topic really of note in the December 2021 minutes uh, was one called the non-tech placeholder. I'll read just a moment of this. In a slight redirection of the topic, an epic wonders whether SCP-5257's permanent brokenness as a poisoned slot has drawn the ire of any on-site authors. 
Naepic opines that should the slot be fixed come wiki jump, it should be left empty. AIS Mallard either wants a contest to be held for the slot or for an epic suggestion to go ahead. Dr. Bleep would be in favor of the contest. She, sure, she currently holds the attribution for the placeholder for SCP-5257. Gremlin Group agrees with AIS Mallard and also suggests making the page a redirect to SCP-7525-X, which mocks the wiki.bug. bug. Bleep is in favor of this redirect. So this is nothing really controversial or too, uh, too spicy. I just wanted to bring it out in case people don't know that um, the SCP Wiki is, well, really it's not the SCP Wiki, it's Wikidot. Uh, Wikidot is crumbling uh, pretty fast. In fact, in the January, we'll see that the owner of Wikidot comes back for a short time, sort of like a deistic god who created a world uh, that is um, decaying into atrophy and comes back for a second. And actually, you would think that uh, a deistic um, individual coming back to their creation that they've long since neglected for a moment or two would reinvigorate the space and maybe cause it to perform a little better. But uh, it's almost as if this deity, when attempting to help fix the problematic creation, it's in such a fragile state that it, it actually makes it worse. So we'll see that in the January 2022, um, the Wiki.Owner and Creator comes back and actually breaks more things when they try to help out. So uh, that's pretty funny to see. But if you don't know, this will come up again and again, so it's something just to put on your radar, that Wiki.Dot has um, broken in such a fashion where if you delete a slot on the SCP Wiki, um, in a fashion that they've done for numerous years, it actually bugs the slot to where you can't actually post anything in that slot anymore. It's almost like when you when you delete it, it permanently deletes it. So that's something that's been dealt with. They're, uh, they've modified the way they delete pages. They sort of just relegate them to a deleted tag, um, sort of like a fragment page would be on Wikidot. Um, they don't truly delete anything anymore because if you do, the slot is completely inaccessible from that on. They called them poison slots, and there was an explanation about that posted uh, at some point uh, last year, I think. Um, but we'll talk more about Wiki Jump next time when we talk about the January 2022 recaps because um, that's something that's in progress. But it would seem from the topic recap that it's not moving quickly enough. Um, they're they're uh, trying their hardest to recruit more people. Uh, Pixelator Harmony has shown up and said, oops, I just noticed this was happening. Whoops. I'll listen when it goes up. <laughs> no problem. Uh, appreciate you showing up. And uh, I should have this up hopefully hopefully by tomorrow. I was just saying in this in this cast that um, my wife can have our new baby at any, any hour. Um, we had a little scare last night, thought it was going to happen, and it didn't. So uh, things will be a little touch and go. Not sure. But... I appreciate everybody for being here this time. Uh, I, I love coming back to this. Like I said, we didn't get to do it last week. Um, and it's just nice to get into a space where we're just talking about containment fiction. Um, it's just really nice to talk about what's going on in this space. Next time, we'll catch up a little bit on current events and uh, talk about what's been going on just in the space in general. But uh, we'll call it there for now. We did get through the rest of 2021 December recap, which is great news. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll pick it up next time with the January 2022 recaps. 
So I want to thank everybody who's been here. Uh, Dr. Krim showed up for a while. Appreciate that. Dr. Fern, thank you so much for being with us. I uh, hope your baby's uh, sleeping soundly and beautifully. And Jane Bond, once again, thank you for showing up. As always, appreciate your consistency. And Pixelated Harmony, thanks for coming by as well. Hope you'll have a great weekend. Take it easy. Bye-bye.